0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Obusu, Account Director for the TED Department here at Mediacom.
1: And hello, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer
2: at Mediacom.
0: Our guest joining us today is Sunu Singh. How are you, Sunu?
2: Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on this podcast.
0: Well, it's it's about time, I
1: think.
2: (laughs) Thank you. It's 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 a great honour and and also because having exactly. known you Sue for so long this I mean doing a podcast together um, and and chatting with you that's going to go worldwide as well I think that's going to be an interesting experiment in itself. Okay.
0: We are certainly looking forward to it. Um, Sunu is a business journalist and editor with more than two decades of experience reporting on media and marketing, known for agenda setting, exclusives and high profile interviews with industry figures from across the world for print, online and on video. She is the co-founder and editor at Creative Salon, which showcases and celebrates the power of commercial creativity to drive business growth as well as to fuel the economy. Sunu has also helped create the Incredible Women Initiative, documenting real-life stories about female empowerment, exploration, potential, and perseverance. Um, Sunu, welcome to the Collective Podcast. It's great to have you here. Um, I'd like to start off by asking you: how's the last year been for you? Um, not only within work, but also outside of work? Uh
2: that is that is a big question to start off with. Uh, as you said, I'm the co-founder of Creative Salon. So last year, so the the um we're literally just kind of stepping into year two so it's, it's yeah it's, it's a
1: year isn't it yeah it, well Official.
2: it's, it's, it's few years now two years uh, two uh, years right yeah almost coming up to okay. two years and I think what has been sort of so in fact it's not just the last year but the last two years have been mm-hmm. incredibly exciting thrilling all of that I think especially in the last sort of year or so when you you know there's the, almost that kind of sort of the thrilling part of it when you find uh, or uh, in my case, my partner found me, Claire Beale, the former uh, global editor-in-chief at Campaign, uh, who I run Creative Salon with. She found me. Um, I think that was that was the first kind of almost thrilling step, but. The, the journey that has been, um, none of us uh, knew, wanted or perhaps even even thought of or dreamt of of being an entrepreneur,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but the journey um, and the learnings, um, you know, trying to sort of um, develop a balance sheet, read a balance sheet, you know, understand the whole sort of profit loss balance, all of that. But I think more than that, I think what has been particularly interesting um uh, has been how to let go uh you know Hmm. let go of things that are beyond your control um i think one thing which has been incredibly challenging but um uh, i think again uh, quite quite uh, fascinating for myself is to let go of old habits um you know finally we are at this this stage when we've got our own business you know I, I can be in control of my own destiny I can do things that I want to do but it's so it, it's it's so interesting to look at your own self and understand that as as human beings we are so kind of comfortable in the things that we know and the things we've always done to almost try and and do it all over again but to do it on your own uh, that that obviously takes an element of courage as well obviously it is much much easier and now that I have a business partner so it's easier to do it with a partner than by yourself but to let go of old habits the old ways of doing things gosh that's, that's been terribly exciting frightening all of that
1: you you found each other relatively recently obviously you'd known each other but um I, I was struck by this because um Catherine Jacob and I, you know, my my writing on, sort of co-author, but also wing woman. We would known each other for a long time, but until twenty fifteen when we started writing The Glass Wall together, we hadn't really spent a lot of time with each other. Um same for you and, and Claire, right? It was uh it's a relatively recent thing. And 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 how's that gone?
2: Um in fact like you just said we actually started off as each other's nemesis really yeah uh, so on the opposite sides and I remember you know sort of going to industry do's and you sort of stand in the corner sort of slightly pouting and the only the only way you acknowledge is you sort of give a nod that okay you are here I'm here but that okay, respect the, that's the that's the extent of yeah. it exactly, and it was because it was you know, so competitive as to who who mm-hmm. breaks what and who's covering and who's who's in what circles and who's talking mm-hmm. to whom and all of that. So that's how we we started. And of course, you know the the amount of um, knowledge, wisdom, all of that, i I continue to look up to her, you know obviously learn a lot from her. And then, um about five years ago, uh, I think I did go and work a campaign, so I, I, I worked. Mm-hmm for a bit and then we kind of got to know her mm. but still you know as as my editor really more than anything else so that dynamics is slightly different but I think kind of coming from sort of similar uh, values like you talk about Catherine it's there there is you know it's you you know who your tribe is you know who your people are mm. kind of sort of you know there's a magnet that kind of pulls you because the, the belief systems are similar and there there was something I think which kind of sort of uh, attracted us to each other in that in that space mm-hmm. where um and um we we um we did have a um slightly not very but slightly drunken uh, night of dancing once at um at a do by which time I'd actually left campaign i, I was mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was at the drum, and I th- we, we sort of said one day we're going to work together. Uh, um, and yes, it all it all did come full circle in a in a very surprising way, I think. For, for and and a, point a
1: point. glorious way, I think. It, it just, yeah. To an outside observer, it, it, it looks it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, what would you say? So I, I, I've got so much to ask you. I'd <laughs> like to probe. I'd like to find out exactly. Give me a specific of something where it's you know it's a change of an old habit into a new one and then also I'd just like to add on the next question which is what experiences in your career or your life to date have taught you the skills to kind of navigate the last year a couple of years or so
2: yeah Uh, uh, gosh that's that's an interesting question um I think quite early on so we we were Claire and I had just started talking. We knew we were going to do Creative Salon. We we had the name. Um, uh, we didn't quite have the sort of the business fundamentals all. all mm. um, but quite early on, uh, we uh, we had a big industry story. It was massive. Um, but, uh, you know, she was out of a job. I'd left mine. And we were, we were not due to kind of launch the actual uh, Creative Salon platform for at least a good few months. So we didn't have uh, we didn't have a place where we could place that story the new story and oh my god the nights we wrestled with you know should we should we start a whatsapp group should we right. go to certain journalists and tell them because you will... could do anything right yeah but yeah. but it took us i think almost a week to sort of almost unpick all of that and say actually we've done all of that got the t-shirts matching knickers all of that so we don't need to do that because we probably we have probably got you know something more that we can give back to the industry that's that's how we sure. start so, so, so it's so and, and you
1: you then yeah
2: so so then we said okay this is how we've been trained that you get a piece mm. of news and you kind mm. of go, mm, let's let's mm. start typing it mm. out and let's be the first to to, to and then let the world know that we we broke it. But news is so commoditized as such. And then you know, with the with the, the the number of years behind both of us, the experience that we have, there are other ways. And there are ways if we've started with the very um, the the brief to ourselves is let's be adding value to the industry. Uh, the industry has been you know going going is is at a certain place at this point in time. And how can we elevate? um the industry, the people that we believe in, the businesses that we believe yeah. in, all of that. So it took so that you know it is, as you said, a very specific example. And we obviously didn't do anything um with and yeah. it took I think almost eight months before that piece of news came out. But what we did is we did go to the people who could have been affected by that and said, okay, you know what, we know um and some of them didn't even know that was that was coming. So mm-hmm. we helped them almost navigate. And that I think it did there was a, that light bulb moment um, that there it's is a new
1: a it's, to, it's a new business model right and it's, yes, and exactly. it's a business model built on yeah. Cut yeah. kindness and uh, yes creativity uh, and, and,
2: yes uh, yes, uh, yes that's a beautiful way of putting it thank you Sue and also you know it, it did I think cement the thought that let's not be sort of ambulance chasers there there is yeah. another role that and just, you've done that been there, oh so you thank know. you
1: I've never heard the expression, got the t-shirts and the matching knickers before. (laughs) I'll be using
0: that. (laughs) Um, So you have an incredible story. And I think you've obviously worked across a few different companies before uh, landing at Creative Salon. Um, What does belonging mean to you and how important does it mean to belong within the workspace?
2: Um, I did have a... Uh, a, a think about it, and I—I was—I um, don't know if you've uh, um, heard of Battle of Ideas. So the weekend, both Claire and I went to Battle of Ideas, and there was a lot of talk about identity, perhaps not so much about belonging, but you know the politics of today, everything from cost of living crisis to everything, and and um, and. Um, I started reading, I thought I heard it here, reading this book that I bought over there, uh, a love letter to the West from a Russian immigrant. But anyway, I'm kind of slightly digressing. I think the point that I'm trying to sort of make is it's it's so nuanced and, you know, as as Sue would know perfectly well. And there's a, a for me, I think there's a kind of, so I came to this country in 2000 uh, from India. I was born brought up uh, in India. I absolutely, I absolutely love, love, love London. Uh, I think there is that sort of kind of dichotomy between the global sense of identity and there's a private experience of belonging. I think those are almost two different things. So I think sometimes when I'm being asked as to who I am, that's hyphenated, you know, that kind of reality. It is like a British citizen of Indian origin you know that's kind like there's so many different things going on it's so 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 multi-layered but then I also sort of look back and I try I do try and go back to India every year but there is there is a side of me that I really do want to escape India and, and some of the things that it probably didn't allow me to do and be and then obviously there are things I want to embrace India so you know that, and and I was born into a family of refugees. My grandfather's house, when we used to um, go there, you know, they, like the the rickshaw that we had, we used to sit in when we were uh, kids. Every summer holiday uh, for ten days, we used to go. We had we said it's the refugee house. So um, during partition, so the 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 village, they were the only refugees. So that was the refugee. So I think this kind of belonging. Uh, which I think is almost a shorthand for close affiliations to state or home or work or religion or caste. I mean, you know, and some of these things are so missing in my life today, right now. Um, But that also kind of almost allows me to invent who I want to be. So wherever I want to belong, I can. Uh, in a way so I don't know, gosh this is this. so are you
1: saying funny. the Nova I think it's what you're saying is really interesting and and and, and very different from other answers we've had are you mm. saying belonging is the freedom to be yourself whatever that is I
2: I yes I, I I do and I think because of my my background as well I I've never subscribed to I don't know a cricket team I mean I don't watch cricket so anyway or football team yeah. or like you know those yeah th- there's those trots. religion yeah so those things so Therefore, I mean, I am where I'm meant to be, I think, because in my head, I belong. Yeah. So, But if someone externally is telling me I don't belong, I really don't care because in my head I do belong. So I will belong. I shall. Yeah.
1: Um. Really interesting. <laughs> um, What do you hope to achieve by the end of next year?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean,
1: the business is going well, right? I mean, we should say congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The business is going really, really well. Uh, I think the the, the learning continues. Uh, I think um, uh, both Claire and I would agree, uh, I think, to the... What do we want to achieve by the end of next year gosh that's that's a good question. We are still in the mid midst of planning, but I think learning to hire better sort of almost going back to one of the first things mm-hmm. that i was I was saying about you know we don't need to stick to the same mm. patterns as before, mm. so kind of pushing and and having more people in in the business as well um and having a sense of uh, impact I think also I think and uh, we keep on telling ourselves I think as entrepreneurs the one thing which we haven't really done is kind of take a step back and applaud ourselves whatever we've done you
1: know now you're sounding like accidental entrepreneurs and as, as though you need to own it
2: well because I suppose we haven't d- done it so you kind of, sort of almost have to remind yourself look I am an entrepreneur yeah because yeah. as you know it's like when someone asks what what do you do and you're like a journalist, you know, my first thing I say is a journalist, mm-hmm. but I'm more than that, you know. I I I pay checks to other people. You are a businesswoman. Yes, so I I think we yes you're right, and and maybe it was accidental to begin with, but I think we very much own it, would like to own it mm-hmm. for a couple of years, but also I think we need to take that time out to step out of this whatever bubble we're in and say okay look we did it
1: yeah I agree sounds like a party to me (laughs) I'm in
2: (laughs) you are invited
0: (laughs) moving on to our favorite part of the podcast where we get to ask all the personal questions um so first up what is your favorite line from a poem song or a book
2: you know um there's always one line: "Sit, feast on 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 your life." I don't know if you know it from um, Derek Walcott, um, one of his poems, and I can't remember. But because I always always tell myself, "Sit, feast on your life." Always. But there's this book I I have just finished reading. It's called Tomb of Sand by by Gitaji Shree, and it's the winner of the International Booker Prize from 20, uh, uh, 2020, uh, last year, no, this year, and. I have to read out, like I I read this, these are these are the opening lines and these are the most beautiful lines I have ever come across. I mean, the whole book, um, it's, it's, as you can see, it's quite a thick book. I think it took me about two weeks because I couldn't put it down. Mm. Um, it's quite an experimental tale, but it begins with this. A tale tells itself. It can be complete, but also un- incomplete, the way all tales are. This particular tale has a border and women, once you've got women and a border, a story can write itself. Women on their own are enough. Women are stories in themselves full of stirrings and whisperings that float on the wind that bend with each blade of grass. Oh, my God. I mean.
1: Beautiful, beautiful writing as well. It
2: is. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. I no, that's, get carried
1: oh, that's beautiful. Um, right. So if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you, please?
2: Um, uh, this is a really hard one. So These are only commonly available objects. Commonly available commonly objects, objects,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. And um, we, unfortunately, we don't accept mobile phones. Oh, so.
1: yeah, you can't. We don't accept. We, we assume you've got your mobile phone with you, but it's not.
2: OK, so no phones, no laptops. No. OK. Um, a book, I would say, one of uh, Anita Desai, one of my favourite authors, one of Anita desai books. Glasses. I've got lots of glasses. I think yeah. that kind of almost defines me. Uh, I think <laughs> Ruby Woo Mac lipstick.
1: Okay. Three.
2: Like it. Uh Two two more to go. Um, yeah. Uh, um, eggs. Uh, okay. I love eggs, and those are the only thing. That's the only thing I can cook. Ever. What's What's
1: um, your What's your signature egg dish?
2: An omelet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no 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 but a good omelet is a good thing. Excellent.
0: It's the
2: first enter, first first. I was about to say the
0: connected uh, first that.
2: I, I am failing miserably, aren't I? No, uh, no, not no at at
0: all. great
2: Uh and a cup of Earl Grey tea. Cool.
0: Done. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh I certainly like it. Um what is your what is your single favourite skill?
2: Oh, this is a hard one i but don't know i think um gosh what what does how would you define skill first of all like is it's it like
1: sort of like up a, to you to define um what do you think you're best at?
2: I mean most of the things that one one thinks in their heads that they're best at sounds so uh, a bit a, i don't know a bit bit too curling, isn't it? you can't see it. I you don't know if I
1: would oh, just... no, no, can, we expect you to show off a bit now. This, this uh, is what we want. Yeah.
2: Only, yeah. Yeah. I I I think I've got a very thick skin. Mm. I don't know whether okay. that's a skill, but I I think it kind of sort of perhaps a better way to to frame it to, is almost to say resilience. But I mm. really um I I I think I I always like to 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 um challenge myself, and if someone challenges me, I will never ever not do it uh so I think having a thick skin and being fiercely competitive as much as I say I'm not yeah I don't know whether that's a skill skills should be sort of standing on your head or no 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 letting... i would
1: i i would i would say that's a skill, and I would also um uh agree that um yeah you exhibit that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, what would you practice more if you had the time and the space?
2: I think m- more reading, and I I am a, I am a voracious reader. I read a lot, but definitely more reading. But also learning another language. Mm-hmm. I would really, really like to relearn um, uh, uh, Hindi, uh, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: Punjabi, both my mother tongue, mm-hmm. um, and and French. I uh, again, I used to, uh, yeah, I used to study and and I lived in France for a year. And it's a shame I've left them, kind of, I've let them go.
1: And they would come back, I think, if you had that grounding.
2: Yes, yeah, I, I would hope so. So yes, I need that time. Yes.
0: Very interesting. Um, so where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live, and why? And your last answer, um, I usually guess these, by the way. Um, I did have some word down, but your last answer is now making me change. But I'm going to stick with my original, and I, I'll let you I'll let you answer before I reveal why I put down.
2: Okay, uh, London, always London. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a first, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Uh, Sasha got it right for 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 people who can't see the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah, <of> <laughs> Sasha just held up his post-it note it's written down. on yeah, there's something about London. I agree. That's, uh, yeah,
2: I mean, the freedoms, the privileges, the access. I mean, yeah. all of it, everything about it. I'm a Londoner. I think that kind of runs in my That's league. where you belong. <laughs> yes, that's definitely. There you go. <laughs> right,
1: now, the question you cannot prepare for, today. I have three cards from the yeah. School of Life uh, for discussion, and I am... Holding them up and I'm going to call them A, B or C. Which would you go for? B. Everyone says B. OK, well, I, I might know the answer to this. And who's the best boss you've ever had?
2: It's actually, no, you don't know the answer to that because my it, it was my first, first ever boss. Oh. Uh Working in India, I was plucked out of college uh, to teach English. At Hutchison Wampur, um, uh, Likashing had sent a set set up his first paging company in the small city called Chandigarh, where I'm from, and I was paid this ridiculous salary to go and teach them how to speak English. Uh, and my boss there, the CEO, the the um, uh, the North India CEO at the time, Rotin Patacharya, Um, he, he was, he was my best ever boss. Why, 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 why? why? He, he was so paternalistic, but at the same time, uh, because, you know, I was what, I think probably 19 or just 20. um, And he, he taught me how to basically, you know, um, to turn up to, to a business setting a business environment mm. he taught me the social uh, business skills that go with it but he i think um and that obviously he wasn't saying as a leader this is what i sh- i do mm-hmm. and therefore you should be but all the things that we write about in this day and age about how a leadership needs to show up with a kind of empathy um and the, the you know he he embraced he in fact i think he kind of almost. Um, there was a sense of delight in him to almost promote um, the other, uh, like the different. And and I think sort of years later, Stuart Smith, who was the editor at um, uh, Marketing Week, where I started my career here in the UK, I think he um, he was quite the same. There was a time when I remember um, on on uh, uh, pre- on the uh, press nights, the day the magazine, the weekly magazine, would go to to print. We were all sitting late, um, waiting for the magazine uh, to go to print. And it used to be called the UN office, the United Nations office, because there were so many of us speaking all different languages in the evening, you know, um, in the sort of downtime. But he would sort of literally collect these very interesting, eclectic people uh, together. to And it was like Mm. the best Best business again, another b- best business environment I, I worked in. So um, yeah, th- those two would always, because I was so young, so yeah. so young, and I think I needed that.
0: Sounds well, thank you, Sunu, for uh, coming on the Connected Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. And we look forward to receiving the invites to your party to send yeah. you all your success.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. That's on there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Really oh, enjoyed Thank being... you. Thank you for coming you. on. And,
1: and, and some brilliant, really provocative answers. Thank you.